You're listening to the New Hope Church Podcast. To learn more about what we're doing on the south side of Indianapolis, you can check us out online at becomehope.com. If you like what you're hearing here, be sure you check out one of our companion podcasts. We have a daily devotional podcast called Let's Find Out Together, as well as an apologetics podcast called Salty Saints. Let's listen in. Today's talk comes from Zach Killian. morning. My name is Zach. I am a worship leader here at New Hope. And uh, sometimes I get in my own way. Uh, For instance, last night as I was rewriting this sermon, as I often do, uh, it's just something that happens, you know, like week to week it doesn't matter what I, what I write down Monday through Friday, because come Saturday night, I'm, I'm going to revise everything, and it's probably going to get scrapped, and we're going to start over. That's just what happens. And the reason I do that is because I want to get it right. I want to stand up here, and I want to accurately speak the Word of God. I want to talk about what the Bible actually says. I want to make sure that what I say lands. I want to make sure that it impacts you. I want to make sure that it impacts me. I want to feel what's being said because it's truth. They're not my words, it's what's in the Bible. I just want us all to to be impacted in both our, our, our heart, in our head, right? We got to change when we hear this. And so it's scary when you're kind of putting stuff together. You want to make sure it's all right. And so I start and I scrap it. And I try and find a new angle and I scrap it. And at some point, I look down at my watch and it's 10 o'clock at night. And I'm like, dude, church is in 11 hours. (laughs) Like, it's time to do something. Like, I understand it's, it's hard to, to figure out where to start, and, and, and that's great and all, but like church is happening in the morning, that's not far off, and you have to be ready, so just do something. Just write something. Just get it started. If you'll get the ball rolling, God will see it through. He will make sure that the right words get put down. And so I just started, and here we go. Um, we've been talking about Stop going to church, right? That's the idea with this series. Um, It doesn't literally mean stop going to church. It means stop just going to church. Stop just attending church, but rather be the church. Be God's people. And so this series is all about looking at what that actually means. And today we're talking about serving the community. And so that's really two ideas. It's service and it's community. And so I think in order to understand what that means, uh, we have to go all the way back. Jesus often, when he's asked tough questions, goes all the way back, right? He goes back to the beginning. He goes back to Genesis and he'll talk about, you know, God's intention for things, how things were meant to be. And so we're literally going to look at the very first words of the Bible. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, okay? Okay. Well, I I know God created earth. I think about that often, right? Like I look around this room and I see a bunch of people, right? God made us. I see a bunch of things. God made the materials. God made the resources that we, we turn into these chairs and into these floors and stages or whatnot. You know, like that's easy to understand, but like heaven, God created heaven. I don't think about that often. That's where God lives, right? 
And all the angels, all the, all the, the Elohim, the, the heavenly host, right? Like that's, that's where they live. So like what, if there was a time before heaven and earth, what was there? And the answer is right there. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And that means before there was heaven and earth, there was just God. And that sounds lonely, but it's not. And that's what we're kind of talking about here is God was never lonely. God had community. God is a triune being. God is three persons, one God. Three persons, one essence, one core of who he is, but it's expressed through three separate persons. And so what we see is back before all of creation, you had the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we can actually look at the Bible and see that. If we look at Isaiah 64, 8, it says, Yet you, Lord, are our Father. We are the clay, you are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. That's the Father. We look at John 1, 1 through 3. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. And just a few verses later, John actually says, And the Word is Jesus. Everything was made through him. He was part of the creation, right? He, he, was, part, he was the creator of this creation. Um, we can then look at uh, Job 33.4. says, The Spirit of God has made me. The breath of the Almighty gives me life. So there's the Holy Spirit in the creation, right? We actually see in Genesis, the, the Spirit of God is hovering over the waters, and then God says, let there be light, and then there's light, right? And so here we see Father, Son, and Holy Spirit all existing before anything's made together in community with one another. Now, God is a God of community, but he's not just a God of community. He's a God of service, okay? And I think we can see that reflected within the Trinity as well. If we look at the baptism of Christ, we see Jesus gets baptized. And as Jesus comes up out of the water, the, the Spirit of God comes down from heaven, descending like a dove, and he rests on Jesus. And then you hear the voice of God, and he says, the, the Father, he says, this is my son, and I'm so pleased with him, and I love him very much. And so what do we see in that moment? We see God honoring Jesus with his words. He says, this is my son, I love him, I'm proud of him, I'm pleased with who he is, with what he's doing. He's honoring him. And in that same instant, God sends down the Holy Spirit. And in doing so, he's honoring the Holy Spirit. He's serving the Holy Spirit by saying, I'm entrusting you to go and lead my son, to lead Jesus through this walk of life as a human being. And so the Spirit then turns and he honors Christ by resting on Christ. He serves him in this life and says, I, I want to lead you through this life. I want to give you the way. I want to show you what's right. I want you to listen to me. And then Christ in turn looks to the Holy Spirit and he doesn't grieve him. He serves him. He honors him. And he says, I, I, I will do what you say. He follows the Spirit. And in doing so, what the Spirit compels him to do is to give his life for all of humanity. Is to live and die for everyone on earth that we could all have everlasting life. 
And that's the will of the Father. And so by living that way, he honors the Father. And so what we see is this just outpouring from each of the members of the Trinity into one another. It's this moment of service between all of them with themselves, right? And I can't help but think it's always been that way. That that's just who God is. We know God doesn't change. The character of God doesn't change. He's been the same forever. And so for all of eternity, God has existed as community and God has existed as service to himself. That's the core of all creation. We all came from that. And so you may be thinking like, hey, that's great. Like God is like super cool. He's like really, really like just... It's hard to understand how he works. Like he's so much greater than anything we can even comprehend. Like the Trinity, I I can't even wrap my head around that. And I, 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 I get it, like he's serving himself and that's cool, but like, I'm just a person. Like what, how, how does this affect me? And uh, to that, I think we have to look to Genesis 126. It says, uh, then God said, let us make mankind in our image in our likeness. We're made in the image of God. God is community and God is service. It's his very nature, it's his very core. And he chose to make each one of us in that image, in who he is. He imparts his likeness into us. It's our very essence, right? We're to reflect those things. And so how, how are we made for community, right? Like what in this life kind of shows that? And I think one of the most beautiful pictures of, of just our essence being community is uh, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. Does that sound familiar? Think about it. You got one person, and you've got another person and they come together and they become like one person together. One that's actually two, but it's really one. That sounds like the Trinity, right? It's the same idea. And what else happens when a man and a woman come together? Spoiler alert, babies. Um, (laughs) We make community. We make people. We make more community. It's like we are, we're organisms that, that, Function is like a community-making machine, right? Like that's what we do. That's at our center. We make more and more community. But we're not just made for community. We're also made for service. And I think since we're, we're made in the image of God, right, we're to take on his characteristics. We have to look at Christ. How did Christ live? Jesus said, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Service is all about giving what you have to give. Jesus came, and he he didn't have a lot while he was on this earth. He lived as a, a, a very humble man. He didn't have a ton of possessions, but he had his life to give, and he gave it for everyone. And not just like on the cross, but every day. 
I've been watching The Chosen lately. It's mind-blowing to just have this like kind of visual representation of who Christ, just a little picture of who he was. And it's just this constant service to everyone. It's just, he just is so invested in every person he comes across. And that's, that's who we're called to be, right? But the question is, who? Who do we serve? It's easy to say, yeah, we're supposed to serve, but who? Who do we serve? Well, a few weeks ago, I talked about hospitality. And it really ties in well here. We, we, we said that hospitality is love for everyone, right? Because the greatest commandment is to love your neighbor. And we said, well, then wait, who's your neighbor? And so we talked about the Good Samaritan. And, and the answer to that question is your neighbor is everyone. It's your friends, it's your family, it's strangers, it's the people that hate you, it's the people that hate Jesus. It doesn't matter. You're called to love them. You're called to serve them. Because hospitality is really just service. That's all it is. They're the same thing. But how do I do that? And that's, that's the important thing here, right? We have to discuss like, what does that look like? What does it look like to serve somebody? Well, we said, you know, Jesus gave his life for everyone. But what does that look like in your life? What do we have to give? You can give your time. You can give your energy. You can give away your possessions or your money. You can give away your love. You can give your understanding. You're really just, you're called to give yourself. Because that's the thing, we've all got that much, right? We've got ourselves to give. And so, the reason this is so important is because in some capacity, we're all lacking something, right? We don't, none of us have it all. Some of us have money and other people have a lot of love to give, right? Uh, some people are very understanding while other people are, are, are quick to anger, right? But, but maybe, maybe that person that's quick to anger, maybe, uh, maybe they have a lot of time to give to other people, right? Maybe they have a lot of, of time on their hands to spare for other people. See, what I'm saying is like the Trinity, if we look at the Trinity, that picture of the baptism, right? The Father is infinitely pouring into the Son. And the Son is infinitely pouring into the Father and into the Spirit. And the Spirit is pouring into the Father and into the Son. And what we see is this like, no matter how much one of them gives to the other, the other two are infinitely pouring into that one. And so what happens is no matter how much one gives, they're never lacking anything. They're always fulfilled. They're always satisfied. They always have enough because when we live in community, say that person that has the money and the other person that's got the love, right? Well, maybe the person that's got the money, they're not very good at loving other people. But maybe that person that's got all the love, they don't have much money. Maybe they're hurting financially. But what happens is when you put them together, they become full. The person with all the love, now they've got the money they need. And the person with all the money, they've got the love. Or the person with the time, maybe now they have understanding. Or maybe, maybe they, they have more, more uh, possessions to give away. What, what it boils down to is when you live in perfect community, when perfect community, hear me out, you don't lack anything. You're always fulfilled. If we came together truly, as it says, right? Like when a man and a woman come together, they become one. When, when the Trinity exists, they exist as one, even though they're three separate persons. 
if we existed in that way with one another, with everyone, nobody would lack anything. We would all have everything we need. And so I know that's scary. It's really hard to like say, oh yeah, I'm driving down the road. I did, literally did this the other day. Okay, I was driving along and there's these people and their car is like broken down and they're trying to push it and there's another guy there and he's pushing it. And I'm like, oh no, would I just make things worse if I got out and I tried to help him? Am I just gonna back up traffic? Like, is that gonna cause more problems? I don't know. Like, I, I don't wanna pull over here to the side of the road and then I can't get out of here, you know? And so I just started making all these excuses, but really all I was doing was nothing. Like I was thinking like I was like somehow contributing to this because like, oh yeah, it's on my heart. I'm really, yeah, but I wasn't. I wasn't doing anything. And that's what it boils down to for all of us, guys. It's, it's 10 o'clock for all of us. And the sermon's due in the morning. You know, what I'm saying is like, we're living on borrowed time. We have a job to do. We've been called to do something. We're living on borrowed time. And at some point, we're going to have to answer for everything we did or didn't do. And as long as we stand here and we just keep thinking about it, but not doing anything, not loving, not pouring into the people around us, not giving all we have to give, we're really just doing nothing. doesn't matter how much you think about it if you don't do it. And so what I'm saying is, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to just do something. That's really all we're called to do. If you just get the ball rolling, if you just do something, God will see you through the rest of that, right? It's what he's called us to do. He says, I'm with you until the end of the age, right? He's with us. He's equipped us. In fact, you were made for this. It's who you are, whether you know it or not. It's your essence. You are a being of community and self-giving love. Sacrificial love, service, that's who we are. Whether we acknowledge it or not, it's who we are. And so don't be afraid. Just do something. It's all we got to do. Um, we're going to have a faith story here in a minute. And uh, I want to pray for us. Father, thank you so much that... Um, we, you didn't just make us absent-mindedly. Like, we're not just some thing you made. You actually chose to make us like you in so many ways. You, you took who you are and you imparted that on us somehow. And you expect that of us. And Father, I just pray that we can live into who we are and, and not get tripped up on on all the fears and all the, the, the worry that goes into to just doing something for the people around us. Lord, we just pray that you, you help us to live like you, to help us to live as Jesus did. And uh, we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, hi, New Hope. Uh, welcome, glad to see you this morning by video. Um, with me today is Renee Fernay. Um, her and her husband, Peter, have been here at New Hope for almost four years or so, something like that. Uh, they've got two boys in the high school ministry, Miles and Matthew. And um, yeah, uh, Peter helps drive the bus and um, you are a part of Resources of Hope. 
and uh, it's an uh, organization that we've partnered with. Um, you've probably heard them. Um, we've mentioned it from the stage before, um, but uh, Resources of Hope is a nonprofit here in the area that Renee is the executive director of, right? I am. Oh, fancy title, yeah. Just a title. <laughs> That's right. So tell me, um, tell us a little bit about Resources of Hope, kind of what, who you guys are and what you do. Sure. We are a, like you said, nonprofit organization um, on mission to uh, provide resources to help meet the physical and emotional needs of foster youth in central Indiana. Okay. Which is just a big way of saying we're here to help foster kids and foster families. Um, we have five key programs. Uh, there are clothing closet, um, ongoing education, uh, birthday blessings, teen connect, and community outreach, which is our foster family picnic and hope for the holidays and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Now, I know you've got a little bit of history with foster care yourself, but why, why did you get involved with Resources of Hope? How, how did you hear about them first and, and what... What kind of drove you toward that? Sure. Well, um, I've always had a, uh, a heart for kids, especially uh, foster kids and um, kiddos that, that need you. And not that I guess every kiddo needs you, but um, we were a foster family. And um, through our foster and licensing, we took a suicide prevention class through Resources of Hope. Um, when we um, decided that fostering wasn't our path, we, um, I knew that I still wanted to have something to do with foster kids, so I started volunteering in the closet at Resource of Hope, um, hanging clothes and sorting through clothes and stuff like that. Your reach into the community is not just with families like us who are connected to a church and have a, you know, we, we have a great support system here at New Hope with the, our friends and, and our church family and things like that, but you guys have a different reach into the community. Um, do you find yourself in relationships that you wouldn't find elsewhere? Absolutely. Um, I meet people every week that I would not have met if it wasn't through um, Resources of Hope. I just wouldn't have had that opportunity. So, I mean, you guys have been a great help to my family. We've been in the foster journey for a number of years. We've been a part of the closet, the Teen Connect, the birthday bashes, and you know, and the picnic. You know, it's been great. Um, but it, we're a family that has a lot of support because we're connected to a church. We have a lot of friends, and you know, we have a church family that that helps us along the way as well. So, my impression is that you guys have. A, a completely different reach into the community. Do y'all have, y'all work with a number of different types of families? Yeah, we get um, pretty much any definition of family that you can think of. Um, we serve at the closet. Um, you, to be a foster parent or a kinship parent, you don't have to be uh, a Christian you know, family that is that goes to church and has a big support system. There are a lot of families that we come across that don't have that. They don't have the care community. They don't have the church family. Um, they uh, they come to us looking for support because they don't have it. What do you hope is the intangible takeaway for them? That when they walk away from Resources of Hope, they have that feeling that, that just kind of that sense about the relationship. Yeah. Um, I guess I would hope that they understand that they're not alone in this, in their foster journey, because it can be very, um, it can be very lonely when you think you are and when you don't have that support system. So um, 
I would hope that they would um, see that there are people out there that care about what they're going through, about what the kids are going through in their care, um, and that are there for them if they need them. So if somebody is listening to this interview and sitting there thinking, you know, I, I would love to do something in the community, I'd love to get, you know, you know, have relationships out in the, in the real world and, you know, impacting people's lives, but it's just hard. I don't know that I, I don't know that I've got what it takes. What would you say to someone like that who's thinking, whether it's Resources of Hope or any other nonprofit or organization in our community, what would you say to them if they're thinking about that? Um, I would say jump in, even if it seems hard, because God's got you, and that's what we're supposed to be doing. And it's very rewarding. I mean, those hard days and, you know, the, the junky stuff that goes on behind the scenes, it's all worth it, because we're literally helping people change lives. And if it wasn't for people volunteering to do that, they wouldn't have that in their life. So jump in with both feet. Jump in with both feet. <laughs> Love it. Well, y'all, this is uh, Renee Fernay uh, with Resources of Hope. And, and I'm sure if you're thinking, you know, I'd love to be a part of the foster journey as well. I'm sure you guys have some open spots for volunteering. We always have always, open spots. Always. Um, but whatever you feel that God is calling you toward, um, whatever God is kind of putting on your heart, um, there is an organization. There's somebody out there that's right for you. And if not, jump in. Start it. Maybe God is calling you to start something new. And uh, so we just want to encourage you to do that today through Renee's journey. And uh, thank you for sharing. No problem. Thank you for being a part. We'll see you next time, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the New Hope Church podcast. If you would do us a favor and like or subscribe on your favorite platform, we would really appreciate it. Also, if you happen to have any questions, feel free to reach out to us at questions at becomehope.com. Have a great week and know that we are praying for you as you seek to be Jesus in every corner of your world.